Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. I believe that smelling good is important. It definitely affects our behavior and the surrounding. I've used their products before and it smells amazing. And I'm excited that this episode is sponsored by our dear friends over at Analog Apotic. They make solid colognes that are pocket-sized and it's easy to apply and you will smell good instantly. So no more worrying about those date nights. Important occasion and also a good gift for anyone. They've recently ventured into scented candles and I think it's the easiest way to change your environment. You can view their products at www.analogapodic.com or visit their Instagram at analogapodic. Today, we are going to get a little bit deeper and maybe a little more serious, <laughs> I guess, with this topic. Um, but I know you have been journeying with couples who go through this and I would really love to get your insights and I would love for the listeners as well to learn how to be a better human being at the end of the day when they listen to this. Um, to all the listeners out there, we, we want to get into something that is really hard that a lot of people actually go through this. You know, imagine your wedding day, you're walking down the aisle, tears are flowing down your eyes and here you are now with the man or woman of your dreams and you exchange your vows. And in your vows, there is this particular part that says, for better or for worse. My question today is, when you say for better or for worse, does that cover infidelity? Does that cover when my spouse or my partner has cheated on me? So today, Keith, I want to get into this and hear your thoughts about this. But first, maybe... Um, you could share from your own experience of people who are struggling with this. Sure. Thank you so much for having me back. Mm. I think on the vow part, let me just uh, finish it where you have started. The last line is till death do us oh, part. Yeah, that's the, that's the harder one, right? So I think as long as you're breathing, you're alive. Uh, that's the part of the vows that mm. you got to stay in the relationship. Um, it's not an easy topic and it's something that has um, happened um, many times in my uh, journey as a pastor in ministry. Uh, many are in pain and a lot of times when uh, these things surface and uh, it, come, it comes to me, it came to me, it's already in a state where the couple would have uh, labeled it as a beyond salvage. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they can go through bankruptcy with the other person. They can go through poverty. But when trust is being um, breached or in a way, uh, they will call it a betrayal. They consider it the deepest pain or damage or harm that anyone can experience in an intimate relationship. So yeah, I just want to acknowledge that it's real and it is not uncommon 
and it's something that I have to deal with on a pretty regular basis. Then, mm-hmm. so yes, so how should we go about it? Yeah. First thing first, let let me think. Um, I want to say that every relationship starts with uh, us wanting the best for each other. Uh, most of the time, mm-hmm. I went through many premarital counseling. Actually, the couples are excited and looking forward to craft or to start a new journey or new chapter right. with the person they love. Um, of course, there are some that has been in a relationship for a long, long time, and they think that that's just the next best thing to do. But uh, most of it, I would say, uh, they when they come to me for premarital counseling, uh, uh, they they were filled with hopes, um, positivity, and um, they look forward. I want to say that they look forward to it, and uh, things happen. And infidelity or affairs. Um, it happened in the most, um, I want to say, innocent way or uh, less suspicious way. It is mm-hmm. often often not like, okay, this secretary that I hired, I, I saw her picture and I aimed that she will be my mistress yeah. or I'm going to have an affair with her. Um, it, is, it happened most of the time without them knowing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it shows some cracks in the marriage already where communication is not optimum and uh, there are certain level of tension in a family or uh, there's a um, lack of respect and lack of uh, affection in a marriage. They are mm-hmm. in a troubled marriage. Yeah. So, you know what, as you are asking me, these questions, uh, so many, so many couples and so many marriages just surface up to my mind right now of uh, how I have journeyed with many of them. Mm-hmm. But it depends on uh, where do you want to bring this conversation to? Um, maybe let me make a stand that uh, your marriage still is not a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Maybe I, could pick, maybe I could pick your brain a little further mm-hmm. and sure. maybe, maybe you could teach the listeners or, mm. or people out there who are going through this. Um, you mentioned, you know, the cracks in a relationship. H- how do we identify those cracks? I mean, like you said just now, you know, we, it's never our intention to like, oh, wow, this friend of mine, this secretary of mine who oh gosh, I want to get her. No, we, we don't have that, you know, but mm. but you mentioned the word crack. I, I, it caught my attention. So how do we identify those cracks? I think what we do when we are doing well is very important. Like when you assume that things are all right, that's mm-hmm. where you put your, um, your guts down. And when you assume that uh, things are fine, when you assume that um, you can still take things for granted. You know, that's, that's where, that's where all these things happen. Mm-hmm. And, and it can start with innocently just um, refuse to hear the, the updates from the office or of, of your spouse's day. You know, and I, I want to say this is different from pornography where um, in my counseling, I think half of them are female or the wives that are cheating rather than 
the male. Uh, so so I think to me the statistic mm-hmm. is um <clears throat> it's it's not something that is predominantly just male, mm-hmm. but a lot of uh the wives or the female uh actually cross the line first. So but how did it happen? It happens uh in a way where um they are not emotionally supported. I want mm. to say this, the cracks uh, that I talk about, it has to do with uh, emotional needs and um, how the marriage has become mundane and dull and uh, it's all about children and it's all about making more for the family. Right. The friendship, the friendship uh, it's thinning and conversations are functional just to solve problem. Uh, these are all signs and symptoms of like, I'm too tired to talk. Let's wait till the weekend. Uh, can we don't bring this issue up again? Uh, why are you always behaving like that? Can I just come home late and have OTs to prevent certain uh, another meltdown, another topic, another issue? Can we forget about um, um, this this tension that we have can wow. you don't bring this issue up anymore in my life regarding right, finances right. regarding your business problem regarding in-laws um there's so many things that the couple will avoid just to not rock the boat and just that they don't see any solution to it so i think you know what i'm talking about it's very real yeah over time um the relationship become very functional and it is about um, problem solving, like who fetch kids to school or what do you want to eat? Where should we go? Which family should we go back to this weekend? And uh, which wedding to go to? And what time to pick you up? And stuff like that. And the whole marriage mm-hmm. falls into a state where we can just be housemates or we can just be um, co-parenting. Right. There's, there's, no more, there's no more friendship. There's no more affection or love or respect or adoration towards each other's strength and uh, 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 who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a little bit heavy, but these are very yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where I, I I'm, glad, I'm glad that you talk about this because I think uh, many a times people try to avoid it. I think one thing that caught my attention just now is when you said when people assume when things are all right and fine, man, mm. it's like a ding, 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 ding. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't just assume in that manner. Um, yeah. But we know the reality of things. We know the pain. We know the struggle. But with all mm. the couples that you've been journeying with and also helped overcome this, how could they really start the process of forgiveness? Like, what is the initial stage of forgiveness like? Mm. So so to me, I, I would say things like uh, you would think, what you deserve in this relationship. You will mm-hmm. think um, what you don't deserve in this relationship, you don't deserve to be treated like that or you deserve to be treated better. The other person felt they deserve uh, someone better and they deserve better treatment. So they won't meet because both of them are talking about their own entitlement in the relationship. Yeah. And both of them usually would have very strong opinion and point uh, what brought them to this stage. And then we have to consider a third party view to see 
what does this whole thing represent when it comes to God? Um, what the what what does God say about mm. this issue? And what's God's perspective when it comes to your marriage? Right. Uh, what is His heart for the whole matter? I think I think that's that's my first thing. Um, of course, they will substantiate their stand by saying that it's biblical. Jesus said this, and Jesus said that about you know <laughs> um, adultery. Yeah. But I think yes, there are laws in the Bible, but there's also the heart of God mm. that's um, beyond the laws that has been stated. You know, um, for 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 example, to to honor someone, to to really respect someone, you ought to do one, two, three, four, five. But there are things that is beyond duties. There are things that are beyond human uh, um, acceptance and ability. That is uh, the the heart of God, mm-hmm. the heart of God that goes beyond like often what what the author in the Bible actually described. The children of Israel is that they have prostituted themselves. That's a very strong word. That yeah. the children of Israel has been unfaithful. But you see how God treated them again and again. And I know in the book of Judges, these things goes like so many cycles, and mm-hmm. uh, people did what they think is right in their own sight, and they have no deep regards to God. So it just went on and on, but yet the Lord just loved them back again and again and again and again and again. And like how I always say it is theoretical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy when we discuss it like that, when actually someone um, goes through, through it. it. Yeah. Yeah. When someone's going through it, it is, I know it is hard, but just because it is hard, it is not uh, a license or <laughs> what do I want to say it is not right for you to say then I should give up mm-hmm. mm. so would you I say getting the, help would you say the initial stage is getting help talking to someone mm. and mm. getting rid of that mentality of this is what I deserve this is what mm. I feel like yeah right. I think if you if you are able to handle the marriage uh, by yourself this would not have happened. So we need to first acknowledge that uh, help is needed. A lot of people come to me and say, we've done all, uh, I have done my best and it didn't work out. That's exactly like a point of humility to say that that's why you need help before you make a major decision in your life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people forgo that part where they actually need help. You know, Mm. I think for my wife and I, you know, Karen and I, mm-hmm. we are just really grateful to have you in our lives, you know, Pastor Kevin in our lives and just people in our lives who really thinking about us, you know, praying for mm. us. And I think also to have those real conversations, you know, I, yeah. I this, this kind of relates to this or what we're talking about today, because if I'm not careful, then I will not know what my wife is thinking. You know, I like how when, whenever we hang out, you always ask Caroline, how do you feel? How is everything? How is everything? You know, yeah. and and I'll be sweating. I'll be like, oh my gosh, what is she going to say? <laughs> but but yeah. I know, but I know that that it's 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 needed. You know, in a mm. relationship, and mm. when she begins to share, that's when I begin to realize, like, oh my gosh, this is what she feels. You know, and yes. how uh again not 
simply anyone, but a trustable third party who is sitting down there yeah. to hear you mm. out, to hear things out. And, and you know what? It has helped our marriage so much. So thanks mm. for, you know, reiterating again of, you know, when you knowing when you need that help. Yeah. So what are the other ways then to, to really, because it's not like as easy as, I'm sorry, please forgive me, you know? Because mm. mm. when you go back home again on the same bed, you know, your mind is running wild, you know? Mm. We don't even go to the part of like maybe having sex with your wife because that would be another topic altogether, you know? Yeah. But man, the things that are running in your mind and all. So for a person that has been, been cheated on, how, mm. how should their posture be like? You know, we, we understand that God is important. We understand to, to see from the heart of God. But how should mm. their posture be like in a practical sense? I think acknowledge your pain. Wow. Um, I think you need to grieve. There is no other word that I, I can um, properly describe this. Uh, some, something inside of you died. Uh, the trust uh, is gone you are hum human you have feelings and uh, you go through all these things in your mind and uh, it is painful and you need to grieve I think the Bible teaches us to grieve with hope rather than to grieve without hope and uh, coming to a place of an end you know so, so to me Acknowledging that uh, you need help, acknowledging that you are in pain and accept mm. that you need time to actually work on yourself, to be a place healthy enough to work on the relationship. I think to me, if you come to me, I, I think we will work on a recovery process provided that the other person is um, willing to still work on the marriage because I do counsel people that are adamant that are uh, it's beyond salvage and they're going to go with the other person and they will continue cheating. So mm. there's not much, there's not much that you can do because uh, nobody can change you. Only you can change yourself. And um, that, that really um, it's uh, heartbreaking for, for some cases that I'm handling, but I've handled some really tough, tough cases where it took some years Mm. for the the other party to regain back maybe a 10% trust wow. a 15% trust after a third year or two and um, often it is their children that help them back in this marriage together for from going for a divorce so but as as time passes by and uh, as they as they get better then they they feel a glimpse of hope and a chance to actually rebuild. And mm -hmm. in rebuilding, you see that it is at the end of the day, God working in them personally before God works for the marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. It is, I, it is, I, I just want to say this, sorry. Uh, I just want to say that at the end of the day, loving someone that's uh, unlovable, forgiving someone that has really uh, betrayed or hurt you, this is Christ-likeness. So at the end of the day, it is God's redemption work in you and through your marriage uh, that we are talking about. So having the end in mind is important, mm. but there are terms, there are steps to it. There's a process of healing. There's a process of acknowledging, admitting, 
reconciling, healing, and then at the end of the day, uh, using this to to actually be a wounded healer. Like, you know, if you have been healed from a sickness, chances is that you are able to help people that are going through this sickness because you know how right. they are feeling. So, so it's a whole cycle of it to see the redemption work of God. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. it's it's just so powerful. It's it's not just positive, but so powerful that you say when we see the redemption work of Christ through this. Mm. And I I think it's hard to see this when we are still grieving. Would you say that some couples don't really know how to grieve well, and they just carry on with their hurt and pain? Definitely yes. Um, especially in the Asian culture, we relate more to shame. We relate it more to wow. our reputation, uh, our image. So grieving, if, if someone is grieving, if you have been to a funeral when they are wailing, they don't think about it is a shameful act. They don't think of, they don't consider yeah. their surrounding. You know, in the death of Lazarus, Jesus just wept. And uh, the, the, the word for it is that he really just groaned and cried. And I think... That's, that's the language of the heart. It has to come out. It has to be expressed out uh, before you appropriate yourself to take the next best course. So if you suppress it, it's going to eat into your mental health. It's going to eat into your mm. physical health. So there, I, I don't see any other way to deal with it than to properly grieve and to properly come to a place where you are totally broken before God and only God can pick up those pieces and uh, match you back. No man, no man can do it. And, and that very man or woman that you, you thought should love you the most has failed you. So there's actually no one else that can replace that person. It's, it's your most intimate one, right? It's your most, the closest yeah. one, your, your the other half. So it is like half of you died, half of mm. you are, are, are shattered and broken. And, if you think logically, there's no one else that can replace that very person except for God himself. Yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> it, makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. I, why, why I say it makes sense is because we don't know how to replace that person that we trust so no. much, you know? No. Yeah. And so when you say to replace Christ in it, man, I just hope that the listeners out there who are discovering more about Jesus or, you know, discovering more about Christ, they would, you know, yes. take this option, give it a try, you know, and maybe help them in their marriage and in their relationship as well. Hmm. I, I know this is something that we are not for divorce. We are not for it. Hmm. But unfortunately, sometimes it does end with it. Like yeah. what is that threshold or like in your years of counseling and encouraging them, like when do you actually tell them? I, I know you're not giving up, you as a counselor and as a guide, you're not giving up on them, but really mm. coming to the point where, okay, you know what? It's, it's really hard to save this. And yeah, maybe mm. you should opt mm. for divorce. Like when is the time that we should think about it? I think um, I've never... Uh, relented or advise anyone to go for it, go for the the permanent break, um, because I don't think that is the heart of God. Um, but I do ask them to keep a healthy distance for a period of time when their safety is in danger, 
because mm-hmm. they are abusive relationship where right. um, they are spouse batter, uh, battering. Is it the word? Um, battering. They, they, yeah, self battering, uh, spouse battering. Uh, they have domestic violence. Yeah, and uh, their own personal uh, safety and uh, health is at stake. Where they are constantly suicidal. Um, so, so there, there ought to be a a break, a distance from preventing things from further spiraling. I think that's that's uh, what I have encountered, and then I remember telling some of them, "Okay, just go back to a place that you are unconditionally loved, like with your parents." But these are very severe cases. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying those little yeah. argument and then you pack and you go home, you know, and uh, you know nobody is washing, right. uh, throwing the rubbish, or nobody <laughs> is. Uh, hanging the clothes or ironing the clothes and you get upset, you pack and you go home. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like severe cheating and uh, um, in, a, in a very severe stage. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is like stage four uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have a, a distance for you to recover, for you to reconsider. My principle is that let's not make a decision when you are emotionally so low. Mm. when you are incapable of actually making a good decision, they will tell me I thought through about it. But yes, you can think about it for three years, but for that three years, you are sick. You are pain. You are in pain. Wow. So the, yeah. the, 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 the quality of your thinking is still not good no matter how long you think about it. I mm-hmm. think you need to get well, recover, and then you think about it. And then you reconsider. Of course, you need someone to journey with the both of you to ensure that if the other person wants to work on it, they can also work on themselves and um, work on a strategy to regain your trust. But I think forgiveness, a lot of people have no problem though. They say, I forgive, but I just cannot live with this person anymore. Mm. I, I think, I think uh, this, is, this is the part that we want to work on. Like you are not only... Um, wanting to have an end to your pain, but you actually want to be well enough to still bring about Christ-likeness in this marriage, like as Christ has laid down his life for the church, so shall we in this manner, you know? So so that's my take. I, Wow, it's a bit heavy though. Yeah, but I think, but but don't worry much about it because I think it's necessary, especially in our, our time and in in our um, generation. I would say you know where things are so easy access. Uh, when I say easy access, like I I can get to a divorce lawyer, you know, mm. if I want to, you know, um, I I can if I'm not careful, I can access a lot of wrong information or maybe it could be mm-hmm. right it could be right but like you said just now so aptly I, I could be sick for three years and that right information could be fueling something wrong within me and yeah and i think it boils back to you know how we are going to overcome this um i really thank you i think this this topic you know we could go on and on and i think yes we, we can come back to this in the future. I, I think um, the reason I'm talking about this is because I, I know that um, in some of our own conversations, you were telling me that during the COVID season, a lot of people mm. were coming up to talk to you about this. And yes. I think it's just 
aptly and time timely where we should talk about this where it's real it's happening you know it's not like oh um i didn't know that this ha- these things can happen no i think these things are happening and we should be aware about this and i think my yeah. my takeaway today that has been really powerful is that if you assume if i assume when things are just all right and fine i'm in trouble like yeah <laughs> that is just when i i i am just losing grip of everything thank you so much keith for your time i my pleasure i really appreciate this tough conversations <laughs> Um, yeah. But again, um, Keith is ever loving, ever caring. You can reach out to him on IG. It's at Keith Tay. Um, there you can also connect with him. And I'm here as well. If you want to connect with me at Daniel Quillen on IG. So thank you so much, Keith, for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Take care, bro. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen. And we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.